Dr. Jacinta CK, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Friday from 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 6 p.m. in the U.K. You can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes found on strategicladies.com, and as always, we're bringing you relationship information and strategy from our guests, and in the research, our show will give you a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Estella, and welcome to our show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. Uh, we don't have a guest today, but this topic I think the callers should be calling in on because it's very critical that we understand this. What we'll be talking about is how our office workplace will look in the future. And my question to everyone is, are we prepared? Um, this you know, I, Jay and I, I approach this topic with my students. I teach a teaming and a group dynamics uh, class, and it was very t- telling uh, some of the research we found when it comes to uh, the futuristic and the future of the workplace. Jay, you you you're, you can attest to this as well. Yeah, you know, it, it things are changing a lot um, in the workplace. I mean, just from when I had first started working, things so I, I felt were uh, more sociable than they are now. Everything's kind of turning into the computer aspect. So if you don't know your computers, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. So before we get dive deep into this topic, I wanted to first, as we always do, do a mindful check and see how my daughter, who is very pregnant, <laughs> it's feeling. How are you doing, Jay? So the the lie I tell everybody, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel wonderful. No, um, you know what? I I feel blessed. How about that? I, you know, instead of complaining about the, the ailments, I'll talk about the good things. I um had a wonderful breakfast this morning, and I'm cuddling with my dog. <laughs> so I feel pretty good. How about you? You know, I'm doing good. I think I, I, you know, I have a lot of to do's that um, are uh, right at the same time. I'm uh, just so you all know, I'm going through a, a, a yoga faith or yoga certification. So I have uh, to do that, and then I'm also, uh, and, and this is going to only enhance my practice because I'll be learning some things about mindfulness that I can really use, and then I'm also. Uh, Jay and I are in an endeavor to develop um, several courses. So we've developed several mindful courses. Uh, I think uh, I encourage you all to go to our website. It's depteach.org, D-E-P-teach.org. And on depteach.org, you're going to be seeing a lot of classes that we, we're offering. Uh, some are in uh, mindfulness education, professional relationships, and relationship buildings. Some buildings. Some of the things that really um, 
all incorporate mindfulness and mindful practices. So um, really some good courses we're adding to our menu of courses. We have some faculty that's coming on board uh, and these are going to be great. Uh, the So that's taken a lot of time uh, that Jay and I put in uh, to do that. And it's been a uh, project we've been working on, but um, we're doing a pilot. And if anyone's interested in, by the way, being one of our pilot uh, testers for this to to want to test the uh, the uh, course, we have a, a two week course that we're doing a pilot with. Let us know, and we'll tell you what the fee is for that. But it's going to be very interesting. It's an introduction to mindfulness. So, with that in mind, as far as what how am I doing? I am hanging in there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and you know, we we also are writing a new book. So that's something exciting that's happening. So you guys will see a new book pretty soon from us. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and that book's going to be a wonderful book. It, it's, um, Jay can tell you a little bit about that, but it's um, little, like, little book you can carry with you. That's what I like about this book, Me right? Me too, I like this one. I'm excited about this one. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think that it's... Very practical, and it'll bring a lot of good around to to people. A lot of motivation, right? Devotion. So overall, we're doing good, right? Yeah, we're doing really good. And then, you know what? I think that it's kind of good in in perspective that this is happening now because we'll get everything done so that our summer will be just implementation and enjoying the new baby. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like so. Even though quarter one and two have been hectic for us as a business and as a family, you know, quarter uh, three and, and, and part of quarter two. You're so we, with these quarters. We can have fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can enjoy our life. And, <clears throat> yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be Enjoy every quarter, Mom. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. We, well, you know what I mean. Well, you know. But we're, we're also, we got to plan a vacation. You know, everyone, ha- all you listeners, by oh the way, gosh, I know. You gotta you gotta plan a vacation and take a time out um, and time time for yourself. Jay Jay keeps him in check all the time. You know, I'm trying to figure out where we can go because it's been a while since we've gone on like a an island vacation. So that's our next thing. Our next, uh, you know, and it's something different. So you know, callers, come and let us know the the islands you would go to. I mean, we've been to Jamaica like several times. So I said I wanted something new. Yeah, um, we talked about Mexico because it's so darn close, but I just love the um, Atlantic, uh, the ocean. Uh, I like Pacific is great, too, but I, I really would like to go like St. Thomas or uh, somewhere like that or Aruba or something a little bit different so that, um, you know, St. Thomas has a lot of shopping, too, which might be a good thing. Our yeah. bad. Bad thing, right? Maybe we shouldn't go there. I know, I know, I know. So now that we know we're doing great and we're hanging in there and we're only looking at positive aspects of life, yes. uh, we, we wanted to, before we go to break out, we'll just kind of give you an overview of, of kind of what uh, this topic uh, of our discussion of workplace uh, looks like. So it's really interesting. Um, and many folks, many people may not be aware of it because we get involved in our daily life and we don't sometimes research or read or, or, or look into the future. We look at the now. And right. there's a lot happening in, in the workplace, especially with, in the aspects of robotics, uh, virtual work environments, um, how Big Brother is going to be able to look over you, how you're going to even enter the office, and how 
And it all affects relationships and problem solving and teaming. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So there was a video. Go ahead, Jay. No, go ahead. I'm listening to you. I was going to say there was a video that I shared with my class and with Jay and and, because I thought it was really interesting. And it talked about how we all know with with everything we do, our goal is to increase uh, workplace efficiency, right? Right. And um, this video kind of showed, gave a historical perspective of how offices have changed, how at one time uh, we went at the open concept where the boss is looking over you kind of in a factory environment. Then we went to the cubicle forum in the 80s where it was limited privacy, but still bosses could come in and out of their office. They were secluded from us, but they still had the cubicle environment. And then now we're in the, the furious, uh, open environment where now they're building workplaces where you don't even have an actual seat. Uh, you just come in and you and you may sit anywhere or whatever's open. So we, I know we have to go to break, but these are things that are going to change, change not only environmentally th- things, but also how we interact with others in our relationships. God, our- be, I mean, that to me, that's a big thing because I, I mean, I guess everybody's different. I kind of like to have my own space. So it's going to, it's, it's definitely going to be different just, you know, having, I know that there's lots of virtual offices now too. So many people working from home, which I think that I would like better than actually picking a workspace every day. It's like, you never have your own set place. Yeah. And, and, and also in these, in these, offices where we don't have our set space, what kind of conflict is gonna that going to cause when people have to do meetings, for instance? Um, you know, I have this meeting and Jay is in my spot. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, you know what, Dr. Stella, let's hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. You can always call in at 310-928-7733 to be part of the conversation. Again, that's 310-928-7733. We'll be back in a moment with more about new office spaces.
Texas. Hashtag blessed. They ain't ready for me. Uh. I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket. Keep up. So many pretty girls around me and they're waking up the rocket. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jumping. Keep up. Players only. Come on. Put your pinky up to the moon. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. Uh, Again, you can join our conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. So Dr. J and I were just talking about how the workforce is going to change in the future. And one of the questions that I'll ask the listeners is, are you prepared for this change? So we talked a little bit about how the offices have evolved. Uh, It started with historically the open concept where Big Brother, the boss, was looking over you and saw everything you did from up above. Then we went to the cubicle farm where everyone was in little cubicles hidden away, but there was little privacy, uh, but there was less the boss looking over you in a sense. And now we've gone to the futuristic office where there's this open environment where we may not have our own desks. We may have to find places to have meetings. Some of us work remotely. So big changes, right, Dr. J in the the way they yeah. all look. Yeah, there's a lot of big changes. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to see what's going to come to pass. I mean, well, you know, I think relationship building, in a sense, it's going to be changing. You know, is there going to be really relationships in the office? How well will you know your your the people in your office with these changes? Right, and it even gets a little more scarier as we get further in the future, there was a video that I shared with my students on how robotics and technology is driving even bigger environmental change uh, changes. There's going to be uh, chips in people, uh, put into people where people can actually scan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Chips. 
they tested the dogs. Why do you think they hiddenly they that they tested those in dogs because they're preparing humans for them? And some places in Europe have already started doing that. I never thought about how they are already doing that with dogs until you said that. Yeah, they've already. It's it's those subtle things that we don't. We're awareness and being keenly aware of what your environment and changes is so important for us because we get lost in all the confusion that media and everything puts out there. But in reality, yeah, there's there's companies that actually have chips that people are scanning their chip in work, and it, it's it's a weird thing. Um, another thing that they said that you know robotics and and we. Had, one of the things we're we're relationship experts and and, and 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 consultants and it's really important for us to have that personal emotional experience with our clients. Imagine a robot greeting you at the door, uh, telling you your meetings for the day, going ha- maybe programmed by the boss to watch you in the sna- in and record everything you're saying in the break room. Um, these three D conferences that you may have to go in, uh, a computer with your avatar that actually signs you in, mimics your facial expressions. All of these things are real. Right. <laughs> you know, it's talking, I mean, it's very scary talking about, you know, okay, so now um, that he's logged, my avatar has logged me in, which we all have, right? We're starting to test those, right? right. Now, it's going to track maybe how long you're on your computer, when you log off, how many times you put off your emails. Scary, scary things if it's not controlled. It definitely is. And, you know, it seems that it, it, the scary part is, you know, we want to evolve as a people, but how much is too much involvement, evol- I guess you could call it, in the sense that we're get obsolete, that, the, yeah. you know the, you know and then what type of jobs will be the future because there's going to be so many devices and things that take over right and i think that we as um uh, individuals that are part of change i mean i i'm one of the big technology proponents i love technology i think all these changes except for the implant into your body are good ones uh but i also think that this personal emotional side that we work on all the time the relationship building will not work with a computer or a robot agreed i think i think it's definitely important to keep relationships going but you know how important is it to other people do do people realize how important relationships are well one of the things i know uh a couple of articles I read talked about is how, you know, problem solving, teaming and conflict um, are emotional, emotional things. Emotions have to be tied into that. And um, we still need to have this collaborative type of approach to problem solving. So people are aware uh, it's almost like when they, um, I was all for this. Jay and I had this discussion. Jay, you're going to remember this discussion. I'm all for getting in a car and the car drives me. See, and I'm not. And Jay's totally not for that. Oh, my God. But, That's because you didn't see. What was that movie with Will Smith <laughs> where <laughs> the um, car, like, goes crazy? No, I'm just, I just think that you, we rely so much. It already makes me paranoid that we rely so much on technology because just like, a computer can get broken. I mean, what if your car just, high, you know, goes crazy? I'm just like paranoid about that. Yeah. So to that point, though, um, we still need an operator. 
Exactly. We need to still need that human person that can say one of the problems that we're having with these cars. I think Tesla had these cars out. One of the problems they were having were was that the car at a four way stop wouldn't be able to think. They were just going through the rules and not thinking in the gray areas. Yeah, so it would stop, but it wouldn't stop and wait for the. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like it was my turn. It's four way stop. I stopped. Now I go. Bam! Accident. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's the same thing that could happen in our workplace, right? If there's a conflict, there won't be any gray areas because computers are, they can only be programmed so far. Uh, if there's a relationship conflict or if there's a problem that needs to be solved that has to look at the humanistic side, it, it's missing. We, you know, I think with some industries too, that this will never work. Um, and, and then some area, like different um, towns, like I've noticed since we, when I was in Orange County, there was a self checkout more prevalent than I than here in San Diego County. And I think it's, you know, I I, I remember when we first came down here, I was like, gosh, you know, I I kind of like being able to check myself out and you know not having to if you want to like, not, I mean, not necessarily look raggedy, but if you're in your yoga pants and you just came from the gym, you may not feel like talking to anybody. But out here, that's really not possible. You have to go and talk because they don't have the self-checkout. Um, and the lady told me it just didn't work out here. That's why they changed it back. So I think that it's going to be funny how some places just won't adapt to that that change that we may have in the future. Yeah. But unfortunately, one of the things about this, which is and you're talking about an area that is going to cause relationship. I mean, yeah, relationship conflicts, right? Right. Or, or, or corporate conflicts, because there's going to be that old school way of thinking, um, which which I have to divert a little bit. Um, we had a lot of fun, Jay and I, with old school in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Are you talking about 24 My Current Magic? Seriously, thank you, um, Brother Jamal, for playing my favorite song because I'm like obsessed with that song. Seriously, I'm going to have to go see Bruno Mars just to hear that song. <laughs> no way, that. We talked about how people don't want to leave their um, oh. back, yeah. top, digging the of cars. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the Cadillacs and the, um, <laughs> the Zoot Suit. Gangster. <laughs> so, my point is. Some people do not want to change, right? Some people cannot are stuck. And those people that are stuck are going to be lost because ultimately, look at all the changes that's happened now. Those people that like 8-track tapes um, have no longer 8-track tapes. And the only way they're going to listen to me is to change. Yeah. You have to move forward. So if you don't move forward, and this is the workforce we're talking about, then you've lost a position in jobs. Well, I even know now just from when I started initially working after um, college, how much has changed just now with the, the technology, how much, I mean, because when I was working my way through college, I, I was uh, um, working in the bank and now the girls don't even have to count the money. Like everything's counted for you. I'm like, really? It's so easy for them. They just have to put it in a machine. So it's just funny how much things have evolved and if you don't keep up with technology just even with the computers every year it's something new especially with microsoft that you have to adapt to just even the word programs different 
you know, things that if you don't adapt, you're not going to make it. Right. And I think, and and that's the whole thing. How do we get um, people to uh, adapt to changes? And there are some things that, um, that we can put in place as leaders and as um, visionaries to help people do that. And, and there was an article that came out on it's in September 2016 um, in Human Researches, and it talked about um, five ways to help your team adapt to new technologies. And again, this whole teaming concept is important to people. And the first thing they say is to rethink the way your team works. Hmm. You know, um, sometimes we're very task focused and it's hard for us to take time to learn new technologies. Exactly. So they feel we need to take time to look at team needs, their problems and how to address those. I think that's very important because I think also within a team, there may be there's several ways of doing a task. And it doesn't mean that one way is necessarily right. It may be just different. So I agree. You need to know how you can best utilize your team and their um, strengths. Right. The second one was to increase or introduce, rather, tools as a project. And and you can relate to this. Remember, Jay, when we were in pharma and we uh, got a uh, we got these new sign in sheets where everyone would sign in and they had to sign in there when they worked and when they didn't work and the hours of their operation and how long they were in the field. And it created a lot of stress for us. So much stress and undue stress, I think, too. Yeah, so if we rethink the way, if our people had introduced those in a in a more um, creative and interactive way, we probably wouldn't have been stressed as much as we were. But the way they introduce those is, again, Big Brother's watching you. You need to be out in the field at 4 o'clock or 4.30 so that that 30 minutes looks like you're driving home. I mean... (laughs) The funny thing is about it, too, is when you... I feel sometimes, I don't know if you agree with me, when they have these Big Brother situations, I think people intentionally look for low poles because they feel trapped. So so my my thing is instead of having all those things in place, if people are really doing their job and and their numbers are showing it, and sometimes it's hard with sales that even if you are out there, if you don't have – I really feel like a lot of things are territorial-based, like, you know, if it's not bad territory. But um, I, I feel that sometimes the people find loopholes just because they're trapped. Right, right. I agree. I agree. So the third thing is uh, they say they can help us in when we're introducing futuristic technology is to implement a culture of learning. <laughs> um, you know, business businesses change every day and so does technology. But it's important to understand how to optimize the tools and the performance and the communication and the workflow that's in our daily routine. And this, by introducing a culture of learning and change, um, this could really help. And Jay, you can you can relate to this because we went through a change program ourselves when we got our doctorate. Correct. Yes, it was definitely a change project. Yeah. So, and, and then we went through the change project. We introduced it at a local organization, but we had to approach change. And that took a relationship and people skills to do that, right? Right. Um, we had to make people feel they were appreciated. We had to make people, um, we had to team up with different people to get things done. 
We had to have training, learning. We had to have succession planning. We had to, we had to build a, a change team. All of those things robotics can't do. Exactly. And I think that that's where there's going to be limitations on the things and actually the different, um, even the different types of businesses that will be able to utilize um, the robotics to the extent of what the future holds. But then again, I mean, um, a couple of years ago, I mean, I would have never thought when they said that we were going to have like a, a FaceTime capabilities on phones. I'm like, that's not going to happen. And then it happened. It was like, now it's an expectation to do the Skypes, the FaceTimes, the, the Zooms. It's just amazing how much, you know, we've become so interactive with technology. Technology is a big part of our, our daily lives. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah. so I see how this can happen. Um, but I do think that there are certain industries where you still are going to have to not just rely on technology. No, I think there's going to have to be that balance. And I think that's where putting in place tools like this, like creating a culture of change and letting people understand that these implementing a uh, change team around the technology is going to be a continual effort. because, And it's something we have to put in place because when that robot malfunctions, how does the team react to that? Exactly. When that avatar doesn't work one morning and, and logs you in as someone else, how does how are there um, checkpoints put in place to address that? Right. So um, the fourth thing that this article talked about was uh, giving it time, but not too much time. And, you know, remember when we did our change project, we had timelines around uh, implementing change. Um, and, uh, you know, time for people to adapt to the change, right? Right. And I think um, sometimes we push people too quickly into, uh, you know, it, it happens a lot in organizations where there's this organizational change component where, okay, I, we've got a new leader. Here's how it's going to be done. And you've heard of very successful companies who have had new leaderships, new CEOs that went in and changed things. And then the organization had to struggle to, to get back to where they were, the lost profits. So I think sometimes we rush this. I agree. I think I agree with you completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing um, that I think really is a piece that is critical and that is um, asking for feedback. Um, there's this vulnerability piece that we never like to face as um, as individuals, because, quite frankly, in a lot of organizations, um, if you're if you express things or you get or you hear feedback, like I'm 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 the CEO J, and you tell me that we're going to implement robot robots into our organization that will bring us lunch every day. Well, uh-huh. and I and I say, you know, I think that's not a good idea. Um, then what is the, you know, what is the repercussion of that? On the flip side, if I, if you accept that criticism from me and you, you, you do it and then it doesn't work and there's this vulnerability piece where you say, oh, Jay, I, I, you don't admit that it doesn't work to me. This whole human aspect of this whole change has to happen, which can't happen if we aren't acceptive of feedback. I agree. I mean, if you, if you, and I think that for a lot of people, feedback is a hard 
a hard thing to intake if it's not um, given the right way. And I think that's the problem. I think people need to know how to give feedback sometimes. And Jay, you are very, very, you bring up an excellent point. You're very good at that. Um, Relationships require you to be able to do that. And technology has to understand that. Imagine that robot giving feedback to someone at a performance review. Right. And, and, And it won't be sensitive because a robot doesn't have the emotions or know how to speak to somebody the way that we would, which in turn, if you look at it two different ways, sometimes I think that a robot giving feedback may actually be better than sometimes some humans because it won't have any emotional backing. So it'll just give pure fact. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if it's like, (laughs) you did not get your homework in or, you know, you did not do this task. And it's like, wow, I didn't do that task. Or you've halfway done the task. If it, if it says what you've done in the task and what you've not done, then it's, you know, it's very, robots sometimes give, you know, like, I mean, it's just going to be point blank. It's not going to have any mild intent because it doesn't have any emotions. So I guess it could be two ways. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I just, uh, God, it's kind of, yeah, I think, can you imagine a robot firing you? <laughs> well, that's where I think that the human should come in. <laughs> Here is your package to go forward on. This is what you have. <laughs> uh, there's a question, uh, I think. Yes, greetings, strategic ladies. How are you? Hello, Jamal. I've got a question that's uh, just really popped in my head as you were speaking. Uh, It's kind of simple, I guess, complex to maybe respond to, but are we being replaced as humans? Hmm. I think in some ways, yes, in my opinion. Because I think that people have got changed from, I won't say the olden times, but I'll say from years back, it was about building relationships and having people over and having dinner parties and, and getting to know people where I feel now our society is basically about money and what you have and what you can do for me. And I don't know where we've kind of turned to this. Maybe it's always been there, but it's gotten a lot stronger, I feel. It's not... I don't feel that there's so much of community more so it, people are thinking about how can I make the most money? And if we have more computers doing things, you don't have to pay computers. Well, here's what I think. I'm a way into this because I, I totally think, yes, uh, it is a fact that we're being, I think, replaced. Um, I think, um, you know, I always say look at um, futuristic things that come out and they, they kind of guide you into what's going to happen. The Jetsons, which people may not realize was very visionary, right? Um, the things that were on the Jetsons, being able to fly to different locations, all of the things, you know, the, um, the elevator, not the elevator necessarily, but the escalator. I mean, all those things were, uh, the people mover, all of those things were futuristic. I think that if you look at the movies now, you'll see that in the future, there's limited number of people that are in space. You don't see the large number of people that are in space. The organizations seem to be streamlined and the computers do a lot of what we're doing. So I think that 
um, the population has definitely increased over the years, but it's going to be interesting to see how it decreases with technology and if, um, if, if we won't have the need for as many people, um, oh, not only in uh, well, the I don't think the population will necessarily decrease, but the I think that the poverty level could easily increase because there won't be if we do keep creating technology, which I I'm not against technology. I'm I'm against about how we utilize it. Um, but I feel that if we don't value the human that we will not be needed as much. So there's going to be a lot more poverty. There won't be any jobs. Well, but, but that will jobs be necessary? Diseases. Yeah. But with that poverty comes diseases, poor health, death. True, true, true. So I, um, yeah, I, t- I totally uh, understand your question, Jamal. And it's very scary to think um, that who's going to rise to the top in all of this and who's going to be left, to Jay's point, um, scrabbling for um, existence. Right. Well, you know, as you, as you mentioned about, you know, the Jetsons and some of the other futuristic uh, movies and TV series that, that are now, wow, can you believe the Jetsons are 50 years old or older? <laughs> um, no. They predicted and maybe even projected, if you will, uh, technology of the future that we're kind of just now enjoying if you will um but if you look at some of the current films that project this apocalyptic future where that mm-hmm. much of the robots that eventually take over they take over after they've had a war with humanity like in the huh? matrix movie and even the terminator mm-hmm. i mean is that where we're going I think that if we don't keep relationships and the work that Jay and others, Jay and I and others are doing into, and the people uh, part of business into this technology that we're creating, yes, we will have a war um, that will be out of control like we're seeing in the movies. Agreed. Um, I think they're setting us up a little bit with it. I think that like, if you look at some of the Hunger Games and things like that, I think that that's where we're headed. Some of these um, tragic stories that we see, we're headed that way because we've become so money-focused and not people-focused. And accepting that as entertainment. Right. That's what's even scarier, the fact that we're accepting this this change as entertainment, as let's, um, but not, but the reality check has hasn't come in for some because again we're distracted with the uh, the shiny objects uh, but not the effect of those shiny objects mm. All right. so you know uh, when you see robotics now and you're seeing the actual physical humanoid style robots that they're creating with um, I guess interactive chips and emotions emotions that we're supposed to i guess respond to you have people now that are contemplating having a relationship with their computer 
software, computer itself, and a robot. They think it's safer than having a relationship with a real human. I mean, is that where we're going? Uh, You know, I think that that's another uh, um, component of of, um, uh, psychology and um, people (laughs) that we're going to have to address because there are some people that are, are mentally connected with their computer to to an unhealthy uh, to to a point of being unhealthy, right? Um, we know that Jay. With even with our children, we have to pull them away from the computer and have them take a break, right? Um, at some point. Um, so yeah, this relationship with the computer, a piece of is is serious. It, it's a serious problem that we have to address. And and I, to your point, Jamal, I wonder if in the workplace. Are we as uh, are we going to have to to have programs in place that help deprogram people from this relationship? <laughs> you know, because you know you're right. People are so connected to this, and, and you know, I have to say, I'm pretty connected to my computer. You know, I I will <laughs> say I'm connected, but I'm not trying to have a relationship with it. So, um, I I think that. It's just scary because I think that yeah, yeah it's a it's a lot of different things going on. <laughs> There's a lot of different things that are going to be going on in the future, and a lot to Brother Jamal's um, point. Um, I've seen some of those robots that now are getting um, that that they're creating to look like a human being. The problem too is that they tried to put some emotions into some of them. And they kind of backfired um, or had issues. So it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of what we create. Yeah. And, and the people that are creating it, do they, <laughs> are they, I guess you could say in a sense, sane enough to do this creation? Will it cause, you know, a war of the person that they create? I mean, we're putting a lot of faith in technology and a lot of trust in the person that makes it. Yes, yes. And I, and I think that we as um, leaders and, and people that are, um, are um, thought provocative and, and, and strategic thinkers and, and um, don't work, you know, there's this thing called groupthink where everyone thinks alike. We have to be opposing to some of that because we need to, you know, rethink and think, look through and really dive deep into some of the changes we make and how we use this technology. Right. You know, I think that's, that's the future of, of and, and the only, and, and, and not be so um, accepting of the technology without thinking of what if and how are we going to use it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. But thank you, Jamal, for the question. Yes. Thank you, brother Jamal. These are things that are on people's minds. We want to know where we're going. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a scripture that I love when it says renewing of the mind. Or do we want to renew it with technology or do we want to renew it with, uh, you know, emotion and, and caring and, and compassion and some of the things that we need to that are not in technology is a question. It's going to be interesting. That's what's going to be interesting. Jay, you and your kids will be dealing with that. I'll be in another place. 
<laughs> Maybe not. We'll live until 100 and something. I'm hoping that for you, woman. Oh, you know what? They also, you know, speaking of technology and how long we live, they're also coming up with things that are actually can make, you know, freeze the body, make you live longer, you know, so you don't really even know. You yeah. know, what if we get to the point where we want to die and can't? Jeez. I know. That's scary. <laughs> Well, well, thank you so much again, Jamal. And uh, Jay, when we were talking, um, one of the things I guess in closing we can talk about is that, um, you know, virtual, I think it, putting it into perspective and summing up some of the areas of our discussion is virtual offices. You know, um, right now, I guess there was an article in Forbes that talked about the global workplace. There's only about Three million people that are actually, um, uh, wait a minute, I think we have a call. Or yes, Iris was wrote us on Facebook. Hi, Iris, thanks for listening. Um, she says, My husband has turned into a robot many years ago, so I guess I'm ready for the future. <laughs> She's so funny. I know, you know, <laughs> I think that this world makes us become robotic because we, we're, we have so much. Again, I feel that we are not so much people focused anymore. We have to focus so much on everything around us just to get, I mean, just to survive. I feel now it's like you, you have to be somewhat robotic because you have to make it. You have to make money to support your kids. You have all these activities that you have to take your kids to or your activities that you have to do for your family or yoga classes. You know, it's just so much that we, we, be, we, we get so scheduled that we become robotic. Well, you know, it's funny that she says that because I'm glad he, I'm glad it's becoming a little bit robotic because here's the thing. If he brings that emotional size into his robotic, being robotic, then maybe we'll have more emotionally driven robots that can, <laughs> because they're making people based on what they see, right? Right. So we've got, we're, I'm hoping, but she's funny. That is too, we are, we are, uh, acting. Uh, the part of being driven and focused and moving too much. So you're you're exactly right. So thank <laughs> that's funny. Um, but anyway, putting things in perspective. Thank you for your question and your comment. I love that. But putting things in perspective, there's kind of four out areas that we need to be aware of uh, when we're looking at this whole change. And that's uh, the virtual office space is going to change. Right now, only three million people or work out from home. But in the future, there's going to be a lot of virtual platforms. Right. Secondly, robotics, you know, yes, it, it, it saves cost, uh, it improves your abilities and productivity, uh, but they do have limited functionalities and intelligence. Um, and more importantly, emotions that are needed to interact in the workplace, those relationships that are key. Agreed. That's, that's what I see so much more than anything though. The relationships that are key will be losing with more robotics. And I think the last thing is awareness. We need to make sure we're aware and we are involved in these conversations and involved in how we approach it. And and, and be that person that says, what about and what if? Um, be that person that is a critical thinker and not just a team think person so that we can make sure that when these practices are integrated into our world, we can we can push back. And, and make sure people uh, see the bigger picture. So, right. Yeah. So we're almost at that time uh, where we're ending our, our, our time with you guys. Boo, boo, boo. But before we do that, I want Jay, my intuitive, to introduce the thought or word 
for the day. Uh, as you know, listeners, we always leave our show with a mindful word or thought or phrase that you can reflect and meditate on throughout the week. And Jacinta always provides this for us. So Jacinta, I'm going to turn it over to you. What is that word or thought for the day based on our discussion? You know, based on our discussion today, we've been talking about how to be mindful of changes and and be alert. And I I think that instead of a word today, just um, having, even though we've been talking about the critical stages of, of robotics, but having an open mind. So today while you're out and about or while you're being mindful or doing your meditation, having an open mind of thinking how these different changes, um, how you can be adaptable and how you can bring out positivity to the ever-changing world. I think that's a great one. Kind of recalibrating your thought process to look and see how this being open of technology, but also being open, open enough and aware to see how it might affect uh, us in our in our world. So exactly. that's, a great, that's a great one. Well, I'll leave you guys with that meditative thought. I ask that you reflect on that. Um, Jay's intuition is always good. And I think openness and being open to change, but also being cautious is important. Um, so, um, Jay, uh, do you have anything else to share with our listeners before we sign off. You know, before we go, you guys always remember you can contact us at write the number two at strategicladies.com. That's right. W R I T E the number two at strategicladies.com. Um, or you can always go to our website for more information about uh, where we'll be times of different shows that we have going on on bid chat and different um, mediums. Um, on strategicladies.com like us on facebook and instagram and contact us we love to hear from you guys we appreciate your listening and i hope you guys are having a wonderful day and weekend this weekend's going to be amazing for you all and yes subscribe to our podcast on itunes we want you to listen in we have some great shows that that are on podcast so subscribe to our podcast on itunes and we're also on google play perfect All right. Thank you all for a great uh, time joining us. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.